Rightio, welcome everybody to the second episode of Bounty Hunter Banter. I'm here with uh, Chris. Hello. And I just got him there when he was about to take a mouthful of beer and he just spilled it everywhere. That's fantastic on the first one. Great start. Uh, We've got Pete here doing all the sound editing and everything. Hello. Uh, And I'm Dan. We're Bounty Hunter Brewing Company. Uh, We're part of a Gypsy Brewing Brewing Company coming out of Western Sydney. We create beers and artwork designed around all of our favourite things from movies, comic books, games, music uh, and across the board and that's what we're going to be talking about here as well as trying five different beers and just generally talking shit about uh, any sort of pop culture, geek culture and everything that's going on at the moment and in the past as well. Uh, So You talk shit really well too, Dan. On that, uh, we're just me and Chris decided the other day, Pete, that we're going to have a little uh, in-house competition. We're going to each week... Each one of us is going to do the introduction, not allowed to write anything down, and uh, you've got to introduce it and go from there and uh, just see each week who can do the best one and just a bit of uh, shits and giggles for us while we're sitting here doing it. Or who fucks it up the best. Well, that too, and the others are going to pretty much going to sit here and try and put the other person off as well, so (laughs) just get used to that. we, We need a bookkeeper. A bookkeeper, <laughs> yeah. For so what? put some money down. Oh yeah, so yeah. Who's we gonna can, fuck it up? More? Oh yeah, yeah. We can make a tally. We can make a tally in the uh, the dartboard, the, <laughs> the chalkboard in the corner there. So today we've got a uh, just run through the beers quickly before we get going. We've got a Liberty uh, American Pale Ale at six percent. Uh, they're coming out of New Zealand. That's the one we're going to try first. We've got Almanac Beer Company uh, out of San Fran with a pumpkin sour, seven percent pumpkin sour. We've got a Oscar Blues Brewery, a Death by Coconut. I got that one for you, Chris, because you're uh, like all those coconutty, sweet, chocolatey things. Awesome. Six and a half percent, and uh, Stockade Brewing, uh, a Plum Sour, which is a Berliner Weiss. Yes. And out of Denmark, we've got uh, Tawul Triple IPA at thirteen percent to oh, finish the day off. Jeepers. These are all my beers. And That's the thing fantastic. is, I don't think any of us are driving today, so no. I don't think we have to watch our alcohol limit. But we do have to watch how much we ramble shit when we get a little bit intoxicated <laughs> towards the end here. We can't split up this episode into two parts. Like no, no, I was going to say, and if we if we do happen to record a back to back episode, then you're going to know that because episode four is just going to be us fucking slaying. Yeah. No, I don't think we'll do a back-to-back. I think we'll just leave it there. And I did actually buy a Imperial Stout at 12.9%, but I left that one out. We can we can oh. tuck into that one afterwards when everybody else gets here. Awesome. So I just want to kick off this one again this week. Uh, I'm going to butt in before you two get in because uh, I think it's something that neither of you have seen because uh, no one's commented on it. But I caught it out of the blue the other day. It popped up on my Facebook feed. The new Shadow of Mordor. Game coming out. Yep. Chris's look what? on Chris's face. Didn't even know anything about it. No, I knew nothing about that. I knew nothing about it either until I saw the trailer pop up on my Facebook feed. Fuck. It's only a cinematic trailer, but it looks like it carries on, continues from straight from the from first, the first Shadows of Mordor. Yeah, sick. So it's actually called Shadow of War, uh, Middle Earth Shadow of War. Now, I'm fairly over or was fairly over the whole Middle Earth, everything that was going on after how bad the Hobbit movies were. They were shit. They were the worst fucking movies ever. They Peter were. Jackson should be buried for they had, they had about five minutes in each one that sort of was worth watching. Smaug was pretty good in the second one. Um, I yeah. don't think there was anything much in the third one that was redeemable. But I like the, um, the dwarf battle at the end. That was yeah, pretty but cool. It, 
the, riding the fucking Rams. That shit was cool. Billy Connolly. Yeah. Right. Awesome. But the but CG, CGI Billy was Connolly so was terrible. Bad. Yeah. Everything was bad. Even and I've mentioned this to you guys before when me and Addis went to see it because she enjoyed them. But um, just. On a tangent, sorry. And Dan. this is what we're going to do. We are going to go on so many <laughs> tangents, so do not expect us. While Chris is going on this story, I'm going to pull the first bit. Awesome. But the problem that the biggest problem that I had first off watching the fucking Hobbit movies was when you saw the elves, you could see that they were wearing contact lenses and shit. Yeah, things. I like noticed that. that actually because oh, and Legolas is de-aging or whatever it was because he was a little bit older when they filmed these was uh was not it, was you never noticed really his contact bad. lenses in the original no, Lord of the Rings trilogy ones, right? but it was plain as dog's balls oh i totally jipped myself on that paw and in the fucking uh, uh the elf forest that wasn't actually rivendell was it it was it was rivendell that they were at, i don't remember i tried to block out the whole trilogy to be honest some shit were, they, they the were they were in the first it one it was in Rivendell, Rivendell right yeah. yeah in the first one but in, uh, in what that's in the first Hobbit movie right the first Hobbit movie yeah right. they they, they all, went to Rivendell yeah Gandalf t- took them there against their will basically and there was like six elves hmm. six elves at Rivendell and you're like this is meant to be your fucking you know this is where you all get down and there's like six elves there and that's it and it was just shit. It was just rubbish. I, I didn't like it. Smog was awesome. It was really yeah. cool. And Benedict Cumberbatch voice, perfect, magic. perfect yeah, choice. Absolutely magic. Yeah, yeah. and the way the way they put extra bass on his voice is, uh, yeah. it was absolutely yeah, it was cool, golden man. for that sort of dragon. It was fantastic. But to to make a set of movies which appeared to be on a lower budget, and have like fuck all cast as well that were actual physical cast. I don't know. I, I just, I didn't dig. There was a lot of downfalls. I mean, coming off the back, he obviously didn't want to do it. They went through a couple of director changes throughout the, the time when they were trying to get it off the ground. He, he obviously just didn't want to do it and yeah, was just doing it, it for the money. They shouldn't have split it into three movies. They should no. have done one. They could have followed it up with the Cimmerillion um, and just kept the franchise going. They could have even followed it up with a story similar to what they've done in Shadow of Mordor. Because the, the story, I really enjoyed the story. I thought the world was a little bit of uh, sparsely populated and there was a few actual elements in the design of the game which annoyed me, which is why I ended up stopped playing it. Yeah. yeah, you gave it a pretty bad review talking to us from memory. Yeah, I mean, the, the combat was great. I mean, the combat was very Batman Arkham. Um, yeah. It was straight out of that. The sneaking around, getting into the, the little... Um, Orc settlements the and camps that. and stuff. The camps were yeah. great. The Nemesis system was great. But one of the biggest things that destroyed it for me, and this is when I actually stopped playing it, following the storyline missions, you do one in a cave. And you end up running out of the cave uh, in back into the open world. This and is a, the Shadow of Mordor game. Yeah, Shadow of way. Mordor. Shadow of Mordor on the, was the first one out on the PS4. PS4. You run out of the cave and a cave troll's chasing you. And the entrance to the cave ends up collapsing uh, around the cave troll and that's how you get away. You end up just outside the cave uh, and it all collapses in behind you. Then it, that story mission's over. You, it loads back into the open world for you continue. You turn straight around. The cave is not collapsed. It doesn't... Yeah, the, wow. the, the continuation of what happens in the story missions does not continue over into the open world. And that was where my immersion was you broken. Just switch off, yeah. And it's I just, just poor coding, though. That's... I, I think it was just to let people to go and explore that cave it's later force, on. It's to force you to complete what you're doing, and then 
I get that, but just in terms of the coding, to not it's reflect no it in the open yeah, world. I mean, no World of Warcraft you have to find started doing way out. Yeah, Five yeah. years ago, World of Warcraft had the technology to have two people standing in the exact same spot in the open world and see totally different things depending on which missions they completed. Yeah. But, I mean, all they needed to do was have the cave-in happen. It collapsed on this giant troll. Leave a little man-sized hole to get in back into the cave in the open world. Yeah. It, it was just poor. Anyway, that was my biggest problem. That's where I pulled the plug on Shadow of Mordor. But I'm the hoping... The new game. The new one. Uh, it starts off with... I can't even remember the main character's name, but uh, the guy that's got the wraith in him. Yeah, yeah. Um, it starts off with him, with the wraith in him, standing at a forge at the edge of the fires inside Mount Doom, forging a uh-huh. new ring of power because Sauron has come back. So he's wow. forging this new ring. Anyway, guys, this is spoiler spoiler alerts for this whole thing, but is it is a trailer. It's free online straight away now, so go and watch it. Stop the podcast, go and watch it if you want to watch it and you don't want to hear me describe it. I'm only going to briefly go over it. Uh, he's forging a new ring of power, uh, ends up slamming the hammer down on it and getting separated from the wraith. Uh, he puts the ring on, walks out of Mount Doom, and uh, the cinematic goes on for about another minute. Just showing uh, Mordor and Sauron and everything like that. So there's no gameplay in it. It's purely cinematic, uh, but it uh, it's really inv- reinvigorated me. And it's out in a couple of months, I think. I would have liked to have paused the podcast so I could have gone and watched it. Well, I don't think our listeners are going to want to sit here and wait for you to go do that. No, probably not. But now it's just... It's we'll been continue little... like you're not here, though. That's, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> Carry Any, on. Anyway, uh, that awesome. was the first thing I want to bring up. That we have we, have we have got the first beer in front of us. It is the, uh, sorry, Liberty Brewing from Auckland in New Zealand. Uh, Yamamaki Monster. I'm sure I'm uh, pronouncing that incorrectly. Yamamaki. Yam, yam, ah, Yakima. Yakima. Yakima Monster. So it's a 6% American Pale Ale, 45 IBUs, um, pretty simple. It's actually got the ingredients on the bottle, so pretty simple ingredients, uh, just a pale malt and a caramel, so it's fairly light in color. It's got a slight orangey tinge to it, uh, and it uses Simcoe and Amarillo hops, both American. It's really good. It's, uh, yeah, it's nice. Like it's, it. uh, it's shipped really well. I don't know what the expiry on it is, but uh, the... Where's it from again, Dan? It's from Auckland. Again, I wasn't listening to you when you described the beer. It's it's yeah. it was bottled in December, so it's very fresh. Uh, well, fairly fresh. We are in March, but it's still still fairly fresh to have travelled over from New Zealand as well. It's got a good hop character to it. it smells um, awesome. It's, yeah, yeah, it, it does. smells great. It's got a, quite a strong smell actually. Yeah, Simcoe's a really piney resinous hops um it's a very dominant american hops and amarillo's uh, a, a lot more rounded fruit character mm. so they are they're both they're both a really good hop and a really good mix there so um that's easy the first to drink one. yeah yeah oh, definitely at six percent as well it's uh it's it's super easy to drink mm. smells really familiar who else uses simcoe oh a lot of people stop tapping your foot sorry um, a lot of people use Simcoe. Um, you would know it mainly from Modus, uh, not Modus, yeah, Modus Operandi's Pale Ale. I think they use a lot of uh, Simcoe in their Pale Ale. So, yeah, it's and got you, a familiar smell to it. Yeah. Well, it's all those American hops all have that fruity, piney uh, sort of taste to it so as well. 
So what's next? What's happening? I think we should stick on the topic of video games because there's some stuff going on at the moment. Oh, that's all right. I've got another one on my list as well. So, Well, we all fucked around with the beta for Wildlands. Yes. Um, you guys managed to get online together. I, I unfortunately wasn't available on the night that you played, so I downloaded it the next day and played it by myself. Yeah, because like you video game masturbating. Oh, you should have let me know. I'm, I would have fucking played. Yeah, I didn't want to do it for more than five, ten minutes. I just want to log in, fuck around. I knew they were bringing the servers down imminently anyway. Uh, so. Okay. It, it, it was actually met with really mixed reviews. Uh, the, really? The beta. Yeah, a lot of people are saying boring. Um, not a lot to do. Um, fairly same, same across the board. Um, very similar to everything that you do. It is an Ubisoft game, so... I guess uh, they, they had a, they had a lot of elements in there that was very similar to the Far Cry games. Yeah, it's kind of formulaic. I, I I can understand where people would get that feedback from, but it looks fucking sexy. I think a lot of it also is because uh, it's a Tom Clancy game. Yeah, it is a Tom Clancy right. game. Yeah, so Tom Clancy uh, Wildlands. You have an expectation of what a Tom Clancy game is, and Wildlands. I don't think. It sort of fits in the same realm of what you're used to expecting because it does have that you've got the open world aspect of it you can jump on a in a car or a truck or a bike and and go and cruise around and and pick what you want to do instead it's of military gta yeah 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 and, yeah. and, and, that's, yeah. and i think that's definitely the market they've gone for they, they saw how popular gta 5 well, was everything else is open world now oh it is. everyone and wants a choice to do shit they, as opposed to you know be given the one after the other assignment, come back, go, come back. Like, it's good I to be able to... very realistic. Yeah. And yeah, even, oh, even yeah. down to the gear, the gear's all real. So the, the specific brand names of gear that they're using for their tactical gear, oh, like 511... D- Division and shit was very big on that as well. No, Division, yeah, do Division get... didn't license the, the brand names of the equipment. So 511 Tactical is a military, like a US military company that makes gear. They make like a... a, a the Rush 24 is a 24-hour backpack that they designed for military use, and you use that in the game. So they've licensed that product. Yeah, right. For not being American, Pete, Jesus Christ, you get hard-ons for the most American <laughs> shit. The fact that... Uh, How like, do you know that shit, though? Yeah, but it just, Who it's knows what it that? Does. Look, you, you sit there and you listen to him and one of our other mates, James, talk so, about... Hmm, fucking- what's that? I'm going to spend the next day researching this shit because someone might want to know at some point. Uh, yeah. Let's let's go with that as the reason. <laughs> we won't talk about the real reason. The, the gear the gear was great. the The weapons list was enormous. Yeah, I don't know yeah, if you scrolled through the menu. Huge. Um, I did just before you guys came here because you were still in bed. So I did a little bit more YouTubing um, on it just to see some other people's uh, opinions on it because I knew we'd probably bring it up here. Me being me. You being you sleeping yeah. in till two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, there, there was some people that really enjoyed it. I quite enjoyed it. Um, I hope there is a little bit of variation in there. I think the times that we're going to load into it all together, we're just going to drive around and take people out, and that's basically yeah, all we're do some do. missions. I loved the aspect of being out because I've been missing that, especially from like the military-based games that we have played. I mean, me and Dan have played co-op games. Oh, things like Armia 2 was fantastic. And it, it had a similar feel to it. Like these, the one I watched, they were actually going into the internals of a building. So someone was picking the lock while the others were stacking up behind yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And they went in and they systematically cleared it out. It was only a very small building, but it was from the beta, which is only the first area that you load into. So yeah. down the track, I have no doubt we're going to get bigger buildings to clear and everything like uh, that. So yeah, it's... 
But but It'll all these awesome. types of games are. I mean, it comes down to who you're playing with. It's a it's a co-op tactical game, and whether or not the game's enjoyable comes down to whether or not you and your mates get in there online and enjoy yourselves. Oh, yeah. definitely. And we're definitely going to find a way to throw sticky bombs underneath vans right. and cars and blow each other up the same way as we do on everything else. <laughs> We, we, what did you do in the beta? We flew the helicopter up as high as we could as high to the as ceiling. And then jumped down? No, and he hit the wrong button and ended up doing so. Oh, no, no I, you flew towards I me. Hit, I clipped your <laughs> chopper and I had... You destroyed your tail rotor yeah, or something. Yeah, and I didn't have a... No, it was the main prop that I destroyed. Oh, okay. Nice. And then I just fell like four kilometres to the ground. It was, it was <laughs> I had no parachute. So I was like, well, fuck, I'm just going to ride this bitch to the like ground. You unlocked that at level 10, I noticed. No, no, you, no, un- no. you unlock it. I, I unlocked it. So he had one. I was he, in, he jumped out. I jumped out of my out. chopper and followed him like I was trying to soar over to him. And I got over to you, didn't I? Yeah, so yeah. I was able yeah. to... In him, in his spiraling down chopper, I was able to parachute down. all the way down. So you couldn't rescue him, but you could at least see his face just before he hit the yeah. ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was, the imminent death face. Oh, there was absolutely no reason I was going over there to rescue him. It was purely just for my entertainment value to see him <laughs> die a horrible, horrible death. Fuck yeah, nice. But uh, the, the vehicles, they've got a lot to do with vehicle uh, movement and everything like that. But I'm sure that'll get fixed uh, fairly, fairly soon. Into it was okay. It was so they were bitching about the physics engine for the vehicles. The vehicles... Somewhere, but... It, it did feel arcadey. And, and I was... Like, I didn't have any complaints about it. I thought they it were very out of place. lackluster in response time. Thing is, though, and this is coming from someone that owns like every need for speed gran turismo i've got the fucking setups at home with the wheels and the pedals like i love my racing games but the arcadiness of the driving was it it was actually all right but if such tight roads on mountainsides and things like that it was it was too it was too it was not responsive enough to uh to, to drive those bigger vehicles on these tight roads and it, I think it would just destroy gameplay but I'm sure they'll fix it I mean I, I, I have no doubt they'll fix it I think that if you used to like oh, I, I felt that I might have been kind of used to it like I didn't have a drama driving either a, a jeep or a fucking truck like because you're used to the four different types of control that you expect yeah. from that sort of game but I, I, I enjoyed I, it, it I didn't good. mind the, the arcadey driving engine i just thought that it felt weird weirdly out of place concern you know considering how realistic the military Everything gear else is, is when you're the, running like, the tactics and the yeah it isn't in- synchronized shots to run and stuff like that yeah. like everything's so, walking. Yeah. so to go from yeah. from everything else is uber realistic which is typical of a tom clancy game and then have a car that handles yeah. like you're playing mario kart just seemed a little weird it was mismatched the, the, the choppers didn't ruin the enjoyment the choppers the, were the, weird to fucking drive the, the choppers were very different to gta there was no uh real glide to it they were like they were stuck on a pole and they were just pivoting you just on go this forward one, back left this one right. point it was yeah. it was quite odd actually it's, but i found it very easy to strafe because i wasn't you know obviously i had no one to shoot the guns strafe. or anything but strafe strafe strafe, strafe for those of us strafe. that are uh, don't speak pete strafe whatever uh Not german right the strafe. A strafe. <laughs> a strafe to the left uh, Rightio, um, anything more on that? Mm, that's it for Wildlands Not on that. for me. Wildlands? Yep. Oh, I've got a fucking game. Continue. Batman Insurgent. 
or insurgency. Uh, yeah, I saw a little bit on that. Holy shit. This is going to be freaking amazing. And I'm actually reading There's no trailer shit. out, is there? There's it's no just, trailer out. It's just out. leaked information. It's leaked information. And I'm, so you I'm, can only take it with a grain of salt. I, you can, but I... Uh, there's... there's uh, you can there's take it with a grain of salt and man. get like, super excited about it's it. It's going to be then, fucking awesome. And then be totally... Blown out, blown out when they uh, don't do it. Yeah, no, nah, they are going to do it. So apparently, some uh, allegedly some disgruntled employee, yeah, yeah has, or soon has, to be ex-employee, yeah, has leaked some information with regards to uh, this Arkham Insurgency uh, game continuation from like all the fucking awesome. It was Rocksteady that did the. Uh, yeah, Rocksteady right. did uh, Asylum City All of them and Night Arkham and Night. Origins. No, oh, they, Origins. Didn't, they, they didn't, didn't do Arkham. Do that was done by Warner Brothers Studio. So this one's coming out of Warner Brothers Studio. So they say. Montreal, yeah. Warner Brothers yeah, Montreal. Montreal. Yeah. Um, so allegedly, and I'll read a couple of cool things from what I found this morning, actually. Uh, so, so it's set, it, as far as I understand, it's set after Arkham Origins, but before Arkham Asylum. Three years after Arkham Origins, yeah. yeah. So it's a prequel to Arkham Asylum. Yeah. And it's a prequel to the sequel. Yeah. It's a prequel. So another fucking <laughs> yeah. Star Wars no, trilogy no, no, bullshit. No, it's a, it's, a, it's a sequel to the prequel <laughs> that was the third game in the series before the third game of the actual continual Arkham series came it out. It sounds like yeah. it should it be sounds like, like a George song. Lucas it's like a mnemonic game. song. Yeah. yeah. But did you hear that uh, the game storyline is apparently meant to be seeing uh, Batman take on the Court of Owls? Oh, I did hear that, and that did actually make me very excited. If and that's something I think they should have done with Arkham Knight. I know it probably. I think they probably were roughly in uh, Court of Owls. Probably came out almost when production had finished on Arkham Knight. Yeah, I don't think that... No, it might have been a year or so beforehand, but Court of Owls is by I think far that now, the yeah, best, yeah, hell best yeah. story arc of the Batman comics. But now with ages. all the movies and stuff that's coming out, people are getting more involved in sort of reading that kind of shit. So they're, I think now is a good time because, I mean, even at Comic-Cons and stuff, oh, Supernova in Sydney, sorry, like you're sort of starting to now see Court of Owls dudes dress up and shit, so people are now becoming familiar with it. I think there was actually uh, a Court of Owls guy at the um, Oz Comic-Con. In well, September that I went to. There was also one at the Supernova that I went to last year as oh, well. Oh, it's probably the same guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but apparently there's... Uh, apart from the Court of Owls, they're meant to be doing like another fucking Blackgate mass. Everyone's breaking out and shit because that's what they do. Every fucking game. Uh, uh, do sorry, that was just me just pouring in a glass, not yeah. peeing in the toilet. But the uh, Robin... That yeah, we're using, not using portable mics, Dan. Yeah. Yeah, thank God. It... Is also being rumoured that you're going to have uh, dual dual character control. So you'll have Batman as well as Robin, which is rumoured to be Dick Grayson Robin. Yeah, cool. Which is going to be fucking cool. Initially, I heard that it was uh, Damian Wayne was going to be the Robin that they were going to sort of talk about. And I don't, that wouldn't fit into know, what they're doing. No. Well, I mean, if it's meant to be a proper prequel to um, Arkham Asylum and yeah. there was no Robins mentioned in Arkham Origins... No. Uh, and Dick Grayson is Nightwing, and Tim Drake is Robin in Arkham City. Uh, it would make so sense. It would that, make sense yeah. that it was Dick Grayson, Robin. But you you could put any you could make any Robin, Robin, and no one would fucking know playing the game. You know, uh, like no as one long as you care. just refer to him as yeah, Robin, no one, cares, no one would you know. know. I mean, uh, I know they except don't, Dan. Dan would know. They don't follow any proper continuity no, in the games itself. No. But I mean, they have they've developed their own continuity. But I suppose. 
uh, yeah, there's, there's no precedent to say people trying to get the best it, of so. everything. But the rogues gallery that's uh, apparently going to be involved, uh, talking about Maxi Zeus, Dollmaker, Killer Moth, Anarchy, Two Face, Blockbuster, Ventriloquist, Cornelius Sturk, Tweedledee, and Tweedledum, Dusan Al Ghul, Mad Monk, Dala. Of course, a Riddler, because you need to have that extra 150 hours of running around looking for trophies that are impossible to get. <laughs> which They're better done, than feathers. Which I've done on every single one of the which games. Which I enjoy. I, it's, it, it's a cool thing to do. But the Joker apparently is going to be back as well, uh, voiced by the same dude who's Troy Baker. Troy know. Baker, yeah, from um, Arkham Origins. Yeah, yeah so he's, he's going to be in it, but not as like a massive character. I think he's going to be... He was a good side character in uh, uh, Dark Knight. Uh, sorry. Shit, what was the last one called? Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight. He yeah, was a good side character the, as his yeah, fucking... As the, the alternate psyche. Yeah, man, which was really cool. Which plays on a lot of Batman uh, mythology that uh, yeah, he's yeah. the he's the dark he's the dark version of Batman. Yeah. So, yeah. But some of the other, uh, just briefly, some of the other cool stuff that they were looking if at... If you read is, from another shopping list, I'm turning your mic off. I didn't read from a shopping list. Okay. What are you talking about, shopping list? You named like 36 bad guys. Yeah, the bad guy. Because you need to know the bad guys, man. <laughs> you can't remember all those I'm bad guys. I'm just letting guys. you know that if you read another long list, I'm turning your mic off. No, no, yeah, fucking bad. Fuck you. <laughs> um, but the combat system is apparently going to be a little bit more sort of clumsy. Uh, Consists more, of left, right, more, up, down. More built for one-on-one fights as opposed to taking on like teams of 20, 30 dudes type thing. Okay, that'd be interesting. Um, the shake-up of the combat. Well, I mean, I've, I've yeah, done it for four games now, so yeah, why not, why not change but it? But they had a good combat system yeah, no, other games have now copied it but he's no, more yeah. of a rookie he's not looking for groups of 30 dudes that he knows he's going to be yeah. able to take out sure like it, it's more the michael keaton sort of three four dudes at yeah, time okay, at the gotcha. most, yeah you know which i think will work really well um and really the only other thing is i think that they're revamping is if this actually happens is the Batmobile um, because a lot of people had dramas and I didn't because I I loved it. I thought yeah, it was they were magic. saying magic. Less less combat heavy less and combat. more chase. It's going to be more of a Batmobile sort of chasing through the city. Uh, so while we're still on uh, the Batman, uh, we w- we watched um, while we're away uh, Kill Bill Volume Two hmm. again. <laughs> okay, I suppose probably we should just mention the next beer because Chris yeah, has just taken I a just, mouthful of it. And oh, <laughs> I, had, I just had, I had the same. <laughs> wow, I had the same response the first time I had a sip. So we just have the Almanac Beer Company uh, from San Francisco. It's a seven percent pumpkin sour, and it is sour. Sour as fuck. It's uh, it's a barrel aged as well. Um, I think it uh, says it's uh, barrel aged in bourbon barrels. I'll have a quick read of it uh, while we're talking about the next thing and come to it. I'm just salivating. We... I'm literally, yep. my, my jaw uh, is tingling. I'm enjoying <laughs> yeah. it. It's, it's, I, it's, I hate dark beer. and I've... Oh, this is I not. I didn't actually realize a... it was dark beer. but It still uh, has some of that fruity shit in it, Dan. But there's no raisins, so quit no, bitching. It, it tastes, it's got some raisiny. I, I haven't had enough to go through that yet, but uh, it you probably You can smell does. the pumpkin I mean, though. Yeah, it's good. I don't think there's no. I mean, I got it because I love pumpkins and Chris likes sours, so uh, that's that's why I grabbed it. I, I if like I see a pumpkin weird. beer, if I see a pumpkin beer, I've got to buy it. I love them. Um, it really, really sour. Barrel aged in bourbon and wine barrels. Um, it says uh, farm to barrel. That's their looks like that's their their company slogan from Almanac Beer Company in San Francisco. But I mean, it's good. I, I, yeah. I, 
I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's sour as hell, but yeah, I enjoy it might take it, us yeah, a little while to get through this. And it's in a big bottle too. It's in a 500 ml bottle. It's kind of like the first like 10 seconds of, of a warhead. Oh no, this this version is 8.5%. 8.5. I pulled, wow. the, I pulled the 7% from their website, but this one's actually 8.5%. So it's a lot higher than... They do hide the alcohol content well though. Oh, definitely. It's yeah. so it, fucking sour. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't hit. It doesn't feel like it's that 8%. But uh, it's nice. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Um, the Kill Bill Volume Two. Uh, my disagreement. I like. I like Tarantino. I love Tarantino. Actually, I think he's got a really good grasp on a lot of comic book stuff as well. But what Bill says to um, Beatrix at the end when he talks about uh, the whole Superman thing. Superman wakes up as Superman, and Clark Kent is the persona because he's yeah, the son yeah. of Krypton and everything yeah. like that. You know what? I hundred and ten percent disagree with that. Because he, out of all the comic book characters, he is more Clark Kent than he is Superman. He embodies the everything that his Earth parents taught him. He he goes by the name Clark. Even when he's in the Justice League comics, they always refer to him as Clark. Uh, they refer to him as Kal-El uh, sometimes. But, uh. but it, the, you go to the Nolan Batman at the end of Batman Begins and uh, uh, Katie Holmes' character, I forget what her name is. But she, Rachel. Rachel, that's right. Rachel, how, how on earth could we forget that? <laughs> that fucking doozy from one of my favourite movies. But anyway, um, she says to Bruce that uh, Bruce Wayne is his mask and uh, Batman's yeah. his real character, and that's uh, I, I think that that shows a lot more in the comic books, maybe more now than what it did back in when the characters were first developed, and even probably through the uh, the sixty six Batman era, he was Bruce Wayne. And the alter, there was the, no the alter ego uh, was but there was no separation between Bruce Wayne and Batman in terms of his persona in the '66 Batman. Yeah, so Michael Keaton was the one that separated started to Bruce be Wayne more, from Batman more Batman in Batman the cinema than universe. Wayne. Yeah, yeah, it was the obvious. But the, the comic books have definitely gone that too. You very like he 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 is he believes he is. The Batman and Bruce Wayne is just a personality. That the he Michael uses. Keaton movie is what did it in the comics. That's what instigated the yeah. whole separation of yeah, personalities so I, I think, and voices and shit. You do, on yeah. I, I think in the in this modern era that uh, that's actually a little bit backwards. But anyway, that was just something that bugged me about Kill Bill too. Anyway, still fantastic movie. But just cool. on the topic of comics, when, what was the last comic you read, Chris? I am currently reading. It's Funny you ask. I'm currently reading. Uh, <laughs> it's a genuine segue. No, 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 it's, no it, idea. It, it's weird because I didn't write it down as something I was going to talk about, but uh, I've started reading uh, Tom Taylor, who is a Melbourne writer. And me and uh, my Mrs. Addis, each time we go to Supernova, we go down and have a chat with him and see how he's doing. So he's based in Melbourne and he's doing some mad shit for DC. He's written the Injustice Gods Among Us uh, series. Oh, and then I he remember did his own, talking to him. He did his own run of something, didn't he? He Is did. Is that what you're he, eventually getting to in a very roundabout kind of way? No, no. He's <laughs> he's done his own run of... Uh, uh, he's got his own series as well, which I, I can't for the... Uh, the Deep. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, the Deep. Own, yeah, yeah, his own, his own thing, yeah. which is fucking sick too. Uh, but he is writing the new Wolverine, so he's 
uh, I got a with X twenty three with X twenty three with Laura as the uh, as as the new Wolverine, and it's pretty fucking good. That's currently what I'm reading at the moment, and artwork is absolutely magic. Um, but is artwork being done by an Aussie too? Or? Uh, I didn't actually take note of who was doing the art, but um, it's. It, Everything about it is pretty good. I still haven't read Death of Wolverine yet. I'm still not prepared to. to I haven't read it. read it. I haven't read it. I know plenty about it, but I haven't read it. Yeah, I've avoided even even in interviews in cartoons and stuff, animated series and shit, where you know, people give interviews over you know what happened to Wolverine, and I'm like, I don't want to know yet. I'm not ready because <laughs> I'm not. I stopped reading Wolverine a few years ago, and everything just every story arc they went to was yeah. exactly they they went through a fantastic. The nineties were the best. Yeah, but even yeah, going when we in were the up. in the yeah. early two thousands, they went through a pretty good run of. A few different things. One of the best ones I still think is um, Coyote. And uh, he's dealing with uh, human traffickers coming over the Mexican border. But that was something different. And then after they did a few storylines differently, they ended up... It was just the same shit over and over and over. And also, I just... I gave up. The best... The best fucking arc was... Again, during the mid-90s, I was still in high school and he was... It was during that whole Wolverine trying to find out who he is and where he's from and all that kind of shit. Yeah, now and he knows everything. He remembers now, everything. Now he knows everything. But during that point, um, he's working with Sienna Blaze to to track down Department H and all the Alkali Lake dudes and Weapon X Project guys and all that kind of yeah. shit. And it, it was fucking awesome. That's when uh, after the Fatal Attraction series... Yeah. Which is when Magneto tears the adamantium out of him. Ah, right. Which was an awesome, awesome series. And then and it went into Age of Apocalypse. Oh, and well, yeah. Then oh, they, quite, they came out. They came out after. Quite a while after that. But during that Age time. Age of Apocalypse went for about a year? Uh, year, year and a half? Yeah, must have been about, yeah, it must have been about was, 12 months. Well, everything. It was, it was like the new 52 of Marvel. It was a complete fucking do-over. Of yeah, but I mean, it was never going to, it was never going to stick. Like they were never nah, going to do it, it was, for an extended period. It was, it was far just out. A, but it was, it was, but it was great. Badass. I love Age of Apocalypse. But that whole, that whole, uh, you know, the bone claws thing and stuff and cyber mm. cyber comes in yeah. and busts his claws up and i've still all got that. all them yeah same same and they're fucking magic and that whole funny that age of apocalypse thing and i don't know what you've been reading or pete or if you were getting at something in particular but the age of apocalypse uh age of apocalypse was actually brought about by legion for which there's a tv show as well yes there is we can talk about Legion now if you want. I was oh. going to ask Dan what, what comic he's read most recently, but we can talk about Legion first. We don't have to, I, I get them continuously, so that's a pointless question to ask me. He's, yeah. He's always well. getting stuff. Well, it's because Legion was uh, the Age of Apocalypse arc. Yep. And I know that you've been watching Legion, Pete. I have. I've been watching Legion as well. Um, and I haven't, haven't so watch the spoilers. Yeah, no, there'll be no spoilers. Well, no, there actually will be no spoilers because it's nothing like how it happened. So in yeah. Age of Apocalypse... Well, you know what? You guys talk about it. I'm going to go and rinse these glasses because we need to rinse that set pumpkin sour out before we crack the next one yeah, open. Cool, so cool. You, guys, okay. you guys go about Legion because you're going to be able to talk... Don't spoil it too much for the people listening, but... Uh, well, there's... Yeah. there's what, nah, you there's, can't really spoil there's it. literally nothing to spoil. Okay. Hopefully there's not too much background noise with me leaving. Yeah. No. Yeah. Fucking Fuck chair scraping. 
So in Age of Apocalypse, Pete, if you didn't know, or the or the listeners out there, um, the Dan's Dan's doing some weird gymnastics, trying to trying get, not to try scrape make the chair. Just, just do it. Chair on the concrete. Just, just do all it. The chair okay, out. just be quiet for a minute, and Pete can edit this out. <laughs> or I can not and say I. Or you just not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. just do that. That's, a, that's so, creative control. So the Age of Apocalypse series, which uh, Dan enjoyed, and so did I, was based on how uh, Legion, shit, what was his name again? His name was... David Haller? David what? Haller? 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 Oh, fuck, yeah. Haller? Haller? Right. No, it's Haller. David Haller. Haller. That's David his name. Haller, right. So he actually is a, like, possibly one of the most powerful mutants yeah. like, of all time ever. He, he was created... Um, out of how was he created? I'm trying to remember what actually um, through, created him. Well, it depends on which origin you're talking. You're talking Age of Apocalypse origin, right? Because, no, no, it's the same origin. Because he he was created by sexual intercourse between Charles Xavier and I can't remember a name, Halla. Yeah, in some Middle Eastern country when Charles Xavier was doing yeah, that's uh, Israel from memory. Israel, that's right. So. He has a multitude of personalities, uh, like 300 different types of personalities. Yep. And he actually absorbs personalities from memory? uh, No. no, In in the comics? No, 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 no. no. So for Age Age of Apocalypse, leading up to the Age of Apocalypse, there was a series, there was a, I I think it was like a six or an eight part miniseries called Legion Quest, which I still have. Yeah. Wow. I need to borrow those because I'd be very interested in reading them. Fucking amazing. It was really, really good. So what happens is, is Legion comes back. Why don't you put those glasses down harder, Dan? (laughs) So Legion. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not editing that out. Dan's sliding back into position. So Legion comes back in time because of his whole separation anxiety from his dad and all yep. that kind of shit and uh, seeing how things are in the world and decides that Magneto, he needs to kill Eric Lencher. Yep. And by killing Magneto, will set the world right and will give him more you know, time with his old man, the world will be a better place, all that kind of good shit. But what he didn't count on is when he actually did go in for the kill when he came in. You are totally spoiling the comics. I am, but dude, no, they, this they is were the done fucking in the 90s, mid-90s yeah, man. Sure. If you haven't read it, then you, you're fucking missing out. Um, but and, he, and you're not anymore. You no, just have to listen to this podcast. He came in for the killing strike and yep. Professor X got in the way, not knowing who Legion was. Yep. Um, and... Professor X's son essentially kills his dad, thereby... It's a very Oedipus story. ...negating his existence and every single thing... And putting thing. into play the Age of Apocalypse. Oh, yeah, because mm. everything that, that Charles Xavier had done leading up to that point was undone and had never happened. Yeah. So the result of that, uh, Magneto becomes or did become the leader of the X-Men... And all of the chain of events yeah, that, that, kicked that off happened like, as fucking Dan kicked off and it was absolutely crazy. So so the T V series, thoughts, the, opinions. Look, it's Could really you? cool. I I enjoyed what I saw, but it was not an accurate P 
portrayal of the character. Yeah, but none of the shit that we're watching on TV no, but is not like Barry Allen has no, 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 not Wally like West storyline. We 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 spoke about that last episode. And it's like ah, oh, character names are different, or they've kind of merged some timelines yeah. and shit. But this is this is completely fucking different. I'm, this this is taking the same character with those personalities. So the concepts, yeah, and. I don't know where they're going with it or where they can possibly go with it because you can't have Legion without the X-Men because his point of doing what he's doing is to get to his old man. I think they, yeah, they're likely to have taken the character concept and written a brand new storyline around it. I'm enjoying it. I think it's it's awesome. It's one of the it's one great. of the better TV series I've seen on TV for a while in terms of sitting down to think about something. TV, it's not, TV, not yeah. Netflix TV. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And it's not something you can watch, kind of half watch while you're surfing the internet or no, you updating need to pay Facebook attention. or whatever. It's to me, it's kind of. A, but it's on Foxtel, Pete. How are you watching it? <laughs> Next question. <laughs> um, look, I, I found that it was a. So, so the two the two TV or movies, sorry, the two movies that came up in my mind while I was watching it that it reminded me of was Inception, in the sense that yeah, you, yeah. you never know what's real and what's not until it reveals what's real and what's not, uh, and The Cell, or or yeah, even What yeah. Dreams May Come, which is a really really curly movie but kind of dark at the same time, where you go through multiple layers of the psyche and, and that's very much what this series is about. And what I reckon they're going to do, like how I see, I don't know what you think, Pete, but what I reckon is the case at the moment is everything that's happening in the TV series we're watching, everything's in his head. All the characters are in his head. Because, dude, this guy... Based on each of the personalities. Man, it'd be great if it was all in his head and then eventually it came out of his head and he was somewhere and he had the crazy Legion hair. And that, <laughs> yeah. was, and that would lead into like yeah, the dude. proper... But that's that's exactly where I'm going with this. So the, the stories that I have read with him, very, very often, all of the stories that actually happen in, in books that have been released didn't actually fucking happen in the continuity. Everything happened in his head. So there right. were stories with X-Men, there were stories with So you're with saying it's quite shit. possible that the whole TV Everything's series is in his head. head. It's it's interesting. It's only an eight episode season, so it'll be interesting. I mean, we're in we're in episode four, so it's a short run. But the end of it, the end of it finalizes with whatever the next X project movie series is coming out. But it's not a mini series, it's an ongoing series with multiple seasons. I don't who fucking knows? I don't know. There's opportunity for anything to happen. But considering that every single one of his personalities has its own mutant power. Yeah. Well, and they don't seem to be doing that in a TV series. Not yet, but they they kind of are with the individuals that he meets. So I, yeah. my, my call is each of the individuals that he meets and that he is actually is his involved own, in is a different personality. Is a different personality. Each of them have their own powers. Yeah, that makes sense. And it'll get to a point where he'll... 
it makes sense in a world where nothing makes sense. Where nothing made sense, yeah. But it's good series, Dan. You should watch. Very it. cool. Very, oh very yeah, we cool. will. We will. We we'll definitely get there. We're just finishing off Vikings, and then we'll uh, we'll move on to that. It's uh, ironic that you you refer to yourself in the plural. I know you're talking about your missus, <laughs> but we just did talk about schizophrenic personalities. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's the time in the episode where we need to do some gratuitous plugging for our own uh, our own products and the podcast, and thank a few people now before we hit the next beer and the next uh, next topic. Oh yeah, why not? So, great right. idea. Cool. Uh, so, just a couple of things. We have a name reveal for the new beer that we are doing in relation to the beer can that we spoke about in the last episode. Um, we're calling it the Electrochemical Particle Accelerator. Uh, it's our Decepticon base beer for the beer can. And so, uh, we're looking at doing what, Dan? A grapefruit and. Grapefruit and blood orange IPA. Um, so it'll have a couple of brand new hops in it, uh, one called Fortnite, one called Denali, and it'll have some Citra in it as well. So it's a 6.2% uh, IPA, be about 50 IBUs, uh, and those all those hops I just named are all American hops. So that'll be brewing the week of the 13th for release around the time of Easter long weekend. Cool, which is when we're running the event, hopefully. Uh, apart from that, the only thing that I've got to say is we've started a GoFundMe crowdfunding event as well uh, to help us out with a couple of different projects that we've got in the pipeline. And to help expand the business as and well. And to help expand the business as well. Um, which so benefits it all. Which means that we can release more and more beer in more places uh, which get to your glasses, which is fucking magical. And, and run more events and yeah. competitions and get everybody involved because we're really we're really a community-based brewer uh, and we want people to be involved uh, across the board. Uh, we'll have we'll have people. Uh, I don't know if you were about to mention the the levels of the crowdfunding. Yeah, the levels of the crowdfunding that we are offering. I mean, apart from all the usual stuff, swag-based shit like. Patches, shirts, and posters, and all that kind of uh, jazz with all the artwork that we've got. Um, the big things that we are actually offering as well, which a couple of people have already taken up on, is uh, coming with us on a brew day and participating in a brew day. Uh, the opportunity to actually be a character in the artwork of our next beer, uh, joining us on a podcast. Um, actually sitting down for one or two of our episodes and actually talking shit in on with it. the rest of us talking shit with the rest of us in the same state drink, drinking some beers uh, and even things like brewing our test batches and collaborating on an actual beer idea maybe you you think you know something that we don't and you have a good idea for a beer then which is more than likely which is, <laughs> which is very very possible um, then there's an opportunities are there for you to actually have your own beer with your own face on it and come in with us and brew it so um you can check that out at uh, go fund me our crowd link is bounty hunter brewing co and you can also check it out on our facebook page as well which i'll be constantly posting updates on about and we will change the link on our instagram uh, which is currently our uh, Who Brews article, we'll change it to the GoFundMe. So it'll be on Instagram, Facebook, uh, and I'll throw it out on Twitter that we've, to the whole 20 people that we have following us on Twitter. Which I've already changed, Big Dan. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pete? Uh, I just wanted to... I mean, we're, we're what, four, five days after the release of the first episode yeah. of the podcast, and we hit... We ticked over 100 downloads last night, so 
I just want to say a big thank you to thank everyone you who's listening much. to us. Um, it's it's a fantastic start. Um, you know, to be to be out there for for less than a, a full week and have a hundred people or. or 50 odd people listening to both episodes or 100 people listening to one episode each I'm not really Can't sure separate that out. <laughs> clearly you um, have less to do than us <laughs> but um, yeah just want to say a great big thank you for um, for listening and hopefully you're, you're finding us entertaining and we'll stick around for the long haul um, check us out on bountyhunterbrewing.com.au slash bhbanter uh, is our website or um, check us out on iTunes uh, subscribe leave us a rating and a uh, and, and a review would be much appreciated. And comment on the Facebook page too, if you'd like. Um, you can comment anywhere that we're part of our social media. Yep. Um, thank yous to uh, Shins for the music that Chris totally forgot to thank him for uh, in I did his too. section. Uh, thanks for that, mate. Um, really, really appreciate it. Uh, it was exactly what we wanted. That'll be the music leading in and leading out of uh, each episode going forward. Uh, and also a big shout out to uh, Wen and the boys at Quakers Hill Cellars again. Uh, it's where we've got all the beers for the next couple of episodes. Great guys down there. Quakers Hill Cellars, Farnham Road, Quakers Hill. Uh, this is totally an unpaid plug. We unpaid. just We just plug them because we go there a lot. We well, really appreciate it. the other way around. You paid them, right? Well, we yeah, paid we, them. Yeah, yeah exactly. We, yeah. We, 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 we pay for all the beers we, we rate on this show. Um, nothing is given to us for free. Uh, we're, we're doing it just because we want to, really. it's We're not doing it to it promote anyone. Makes the reviews anyone. more genuine. Yeah, we're, we're not doing it to promote anyone. Well, feel free to give us some free shit though at the same time we will let you know if we get them for free uh, but uh, thanks to, to Wen and the boys there doing a fantastic job always up for a chat really really great guys go and see them if you're in the, in the Quakers Hill Blacktown area they're, they're really great uh, and they stock some fucking amazing beer exactly yeah. and if they don't have it they'll order it in so yeah, shout out to them and go, go visit them uh, where are we heading next well, are we still talking TV or no you can talk about whatever you like talk about whatever oh, um, yeah I can go to movies if you want to talk about Doctor Strange. Oh fuck! If you want to talk no, about, no, I haven't oh, seen it. Oh, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Um, just go rewatch shit. Iron Man, and oh, then you've seen Doctor Strange. No, no. Oh, dude, come on! It's exactly the same storyline, but with is. magic. No, it's, it's not. A, it's an arrogant old man. Oh, it's an arrogant hey, man hey, in his prime. Wait, 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 wait! Chris has almost finished this beer, so we yeah, need to we'll talk, talk about, about this. Beer. All right. So before they keep going on that, this Fucking is what the fuck. Shut up for a sec. Uh, this is Oscar Blues Brewing, uh, Death by Coconut, uh, awesome. 6.5%, uh, 25 IBUs, bitterness. Um, really dark. I haven't tried it. I haven't even smelt it yet, but I imagine it tastes like a more chocolatey bounty it's in awesome. liquid form. Actually, before you take a drink of that, Dan, why don't you tell us what IBUs mean? I just did. Did you? Yeah, I said it's bittering. International you, bitterness unit. It's, it makes sense to you. It's international I said, bitterness I said that. International I said IBUs and then 25 and then that's Break the it down for a nine-year-old. It's the bitterness. It's how we measure the bitterness. All right. And how do you measure the bitterness? Is there some poor fuck that has to sit there drinking everything and going, oh, I'm going to rate them in do order? Do you really want to go into this? Can you say it in less than 30 words? You use a UV spec, so UV spectrograph, yep. and you pass a specific wavelength through a sample that's been separated out. Uh, so you, you mix a couple of chemicals into the beer sample. Uh, you put it in a, uh, a shaker, and that will separate out the alpha acids from the beer. Uh, you take a little sample from that uh, clear part uh, in, the, in the overall sample because the... the the beer it looks like the beer sinks to the bottom and you've got the clear liquid 
uh, on top, which has actually dissolved the alpha acids from the hops. Yep. And then you take a little sample from that, put it in a little cubet, pop it into the UV spec, set the UV, uh, the wavelength to the white wavelength, uh, and then it'll give you a number. You then run that through a formula. You have your bitterness units. Cool. That made perfect sense to that me. That was probably a lot more than 30 words, but still, that's no, how we go. Like that's Because I didn't even know that shit. Why, well, I, Why I, would you? No, but that's the thing. Like, It's nice to know, to know the it's effort on the side of my that beer. people go to to work out how fucking bitter a beer is. Whereas I, I, you just you can tell by the look on my face when I sip a new beer. That's that's how fucking bitter <laughs> I'll that I'll be is. looking at cubets and yeah, fucking I mean, most, spectrographs. And most, <laughs> most people wouldn't. I mean, we, we only do it because we've got an old UV spec at work. We haven't done it for probably the last two years. But you know, you've got a formula. So you know the alpha acid, which is the actual bittering unit, uh, the bittering uh, component of the hops. So each hop comes to us with a proper alpha acid rating. We know through utilization of our brew house, so how efficient it is, how much of that alpha acid gets turned to isoalphurids during the boil, uh, and we can actually work it out through a formula. Fuck, there you go. So that's that's how we that's how we do it on a day to day basis, uh, and we might take one sample of each beer every six months, run it through the UV spec to make sure that it's right. You can send it off to a lab to get it done and everything like that, but we, we do it in there. Our UV spec's really old, so we're probably wow. not even getting accurate ratings from that. But we can do it. We do it in-house. A lot of people don't. You just do work it out through the formula. There you go. Jesus. Cool. So are we going to talk about Doctor Strange now? Oh, well, actually, on. no. We're going to talk about the beer. Yeah, right. I've already tried finished it. mine. Finished yours. You guys are still going. I'm done. I, I like it. dug it's, that. It was yeah. awesome. It's really different. but I it's, knew you would. That's why I grabbed yeah. it. Uh, it was just a nice, sweet... That's probably the nicest coconut one I've had. I've not had it's anything not overly, coconut before. It's not overly sweet. No, not so much. Um, but it's got. It's really got that coconut bounty aroma to it. And yeah. really, after taste... And actually, it tastes quite a bit more bitter than what it actually says it is. But uh, that's really nice. I wouldn't drink too much of it, but still, it's not It's nah. not sweet. So you, you wouldn't, uh, it you wouldn't have sweet. a problem drinking it too much. I think they actually... I'd it's something I'd sit on for a while. It's a slow drinker for me. Oh, what's, it's, it's, what's the percentage on it? It's uh, 6.5. 6.5%. Yeah, okay. So not too strong. Well, uh, 6.5 for a 375ml can. That's, that's a serious beer. Okay. So they say uh, semi-sweet porter um, was yeah. what was used. Irish porter. Semi-sweet. So that, that's, yeah. So there's, there's enough residual sugar in there to, uh, to balance out that coconut and actually give it a good um, bounty <laughs> character <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the only way that but I no start. yeah anyway. you, I, I definitely get the coconut and then the chocolate and it, it was it super was, well made though yeah yeah really good fucking clean as I mm. dig it yep cool um, Doctor Strange sorry I cut in Doctor Strange Iron Man same story no Go. not the same thing not the same thing at all look there's considerable similarities but that's like saying that every superhero movie is the same <laughs> shit. That's like saying Batman is the same thing. As what? As fucking Iron Man. Totally different. It's not. It's the same shit. It's Batman, a rich dude. Batman, yeah, okay, so they're both rich, but Batman got his persona and a lot of his Tragically lost their parents, yeah. used their wealth to create suits of... Iron armor. Man <laughs> tragically lost his parents when Tra- the Winter exactly. Soldier fucking killed them. Uh, it's yeah. the same supporting shit. Your story. Oh, that, was the, that was my whole point. I was agreeing with <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, it's yeah. the exact same thing, but 
It isn't. Every superhero... Both has, of them look like Sherlock Holmes. Oh, fucking hell. Every superhero has the <laughs> same <laughs> fucking backstory. All right? There's no originality. The originality is in the fucking suits. But Doctor Strange was awesome in a sense that he... Number one, I was waiting. I was hoping that in the movie they were going to do some awesome magic shit. And, not and they like, did. Not like... It was cool. Magic, but the visual effects for the magic stuff with all the symbology and all that kind of I haven't of seen shit. it. Fucking hell. It was it was badass. It was Thankfully, really Thankfully, cool. there wasn't too much Inception in it because I know that when you watch something in high res and it's Inception-like, you tend to get really queasy and... Oh, well, if, you, if you're watching things in 4K, like what Pete does, <laughs> then yeah. On a lounge room-sized TV. A lounge room-sized TV. A lounge room wall-sized TV. With a 50-speaker fucking stereo system. <laughs> Then, yeah, you know, that could do something for you. No, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. As much as I give it shit about it being very similar to it, Iron Man, I it was amazing. It. And it was good to see some, some magic injected into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They need it. Well, they, I think they needed it because everything is uh, mutants or, or money technology. Or, well, or, it's yeah. a lot of the Marvel Universe is all tech based at is, the moment, yeah. other than Thor, obviously, but even he disregards. The Asgardian stuff, as you call it, magic, we call it science. They're one and the same. Yeah, Yeah. it's the same shit. Um, And yet another progression towards the Thanos storyline. Yeah, and it was really cool. Yeah, because he's, uh, what, the Infinity Stone in that is the eye of... We're not going to ruin too much for Dan. Every oh, movie's no, no, got no. a it's fucking the, Infinity it's the, Stone. The, the, like it's the necklace. It's the it's the necklace that the uh, Sorcerer Supreme wears. Yeah, yeah. I know that. I'm not well, that ignorant yeah. on Doctor Strange. Yeah, we'll we'll go with yeah. It is. It is. It's the what? What's it called? Do you remember what it's called? I don't Pete? remember what it's no, called. No, you don't. Do you remember who the actor was? Benedict Cumberpatch. Okay, well done. Good stuff. Who also played Sherlock Holmes, which was my joke from earlier. Because yeah. Okay. So did Robert Downey Danny Jr. <laughs> that was. <laughs> It was a great movie. It was an awesome movie. We actually got, watched. They both got uh, immaculately manicured goatees. They do. Yeah, they yeah. do. Yeah. They're both. They're both taught by uh, taught life lessons by a bald person. <laughs> a bald. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this one's a woman. Yeah. What well, who's, who looks androgynous? I must you, say. You're talking about the bald person, the bald guy in Iron Man in the in the cave. In the cave. Yeah, okay, he's the bald. He's yeah, got glasses. Oh, we, yeah. And okay. then the androgynous bald chick from it's Doctor Strange. And Tilda Swinton, man, and, and the fucking ancient one. The exasperatedness. But they both had exasperated black sidekicks. She has a vagina. I know, but she's she's cast Dude. in those roles. This is, yeah. You look at what she's yeah. cast in as the angel in Constantine. Constantine. Yeah. 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 I, I think she's great. I, I really and she think played she's this a great role she really well. Awesome. Yeah, she was really they, good. They both had exasperated black sidekicks. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, they did too. <laughs> oh, okay, you're just pulling the, uh, the the similarities closer and closer to Iron Man here for me. Anyway, uh, okay. that's it. No. I won't keep going. No, it was very. Cool. It was a good movie. It was well worth watching. Yeah, motherfucker, he was too. He was- <laughs> Like, there's the addition of the Asian as well, so it's more multicultural. Yeah, they're, they're trying to Marvel's trying to splash out yeah. their their whitewashing of everything uh, yeah. across the board. It's funny. Um, I'm reading um, Neil Gaiman has rewritten uh, Norse mythology. So he was growing up. He was a big fan of Norse mythology. Well, he's decided he wasn't happy with it, so he's no, no, rewriting not, the not mythology. Re- not rewritten. <laughs> he's combined the stories into a a novel, basically. So it goes through yeah, the right. stories of the creation of the universe in Norse mythology. Um, 
who who all the personalities are and then it goes starting into the story's creation of the universe odin's um odin's rise to power and then uh thor and all the, all of the other norse gods but thor in original norse mythology was a redhead i didn't know that wow. so marvel is whitewashing there as well even when it comes to the color of their hair but you know yeah. what they're all all the studios are using as the excuse for the whitewashing is that they won't sell their movie or their tv show in asia unless they whitewash oh i i, I understand i mean they're even doing it with um uh the great wall ghost or oh, go, great wall <laughs> but ghost in the shell too i mean the great wall's got a lot of um prominent Asian actors in it and they're just using Matt Damon in it to break I, into the, to he's, the, the to he's the Hollywood pool he, he's the Hollywood pool and then the the Chinese market is all the the, the high-ranking Chinese actors in that movie as well so but Ghost in the Shell they're doing exactly the same thing with Scarlett Johansson but they won't the fake sell nude Scarlett Johansson they won't get it's people, nude but it's not nude they won't get people to go and watch that with a unknown it's a what? it's it's a weird story it's uh, it's an unknown you need story an to Asian because the fucking story. Look, I have all the series of all the Ghost in the Shell cartoons, all the animated series, yeah. everything. As soon as I saw that Scarlett Johansson was going to be doing it, I was massively disappointed because she's shit. Basically, I don't like her in anything that she does. She works as Black Widow because she has a fifteen-minute part in the Avengers series. Oh, Pete wants another beer. I don't know why he couldn't just ask me that. I don't know. I wanna, well, Speak, I didn't wanna, damn I, it. I didn't want to interrupt Chris's flow. <laughs> don't worry about it. He was doing it. so well. I was asking you we're for... On a, a, we're on a podcast about uh, pop culture and beer, and you're not going to ask me for another beer. I was asking you for a, a palate cleanser. Jesus Christ. Oh, oh no. We, we have a, I actually have a proper palate cleanser okay. beer next. Yes, but I know you're going to have to wash the glass before you can pour uh, it. So. Yes, I probably will. Actually, let me do that because I need to go and have a piss. Okay. Thank well, you for sharing. Right. Let's just cut <laughs> let's it. took that to a whole just, new level. Let's just cut it back before that. Or let's not. No, let's fuck just, it. Uh, I'm let's, leaving it in. Okay. Yeah, nature calls, man. Okay. And it's then you good. have to announce it. But it's all on you. Scarlett Johansson, before I go and relieve myself, is cannot hold her own in a movie. I don't. Oh, I, I agree. Not in yeah. a, look. Look yeah. at the USB the only, movie that she did. The only movie. Yeah. Lucy. And the that's only exactly movie I can think was. of her as a as as a, a the main actor is Lucy, and she was. But that I said this to you before when you first brought that up when that movie came out. It's hard to tell whether or not that's her acting skill or if it's just shit writing because it was a fucking shit story. I don't think it matters any because even in Avengers, right? Because I've seen all the director's commentary shit for Avengers and stuff. You're the only person I know that actually watches DVDs like 50 fucking times. No exaggeration. (laughs) Yeah, 50 times. No, I do. Her stunts... Dan, you don't want to package yourself. (laughs) (laughs) She does nothing. She literally does nothing. She plays off the other the other actors. I, like she's in, in, she's her, in it in for the shot. In her defense, in one of those Avengers movies, oh, she, she was, was pregnant. pregnant. Oh fuck that! No, in the uh, no. <laughs> anywhere, any parts of the movies where you see her actual face, it's her. But anything else, everything else, it's not. You know, but as that's much true as for it, most of the male actors in most uh, movies that you watch. Dude, come on. So we're gonna hit our last beer now, and just do a, a quick, uh, a quick talk about this, and then a quick sign off for this uh, for this episode. We've uh, we've reached our time limit and talked enough shit and got through about 
one-tenth of the topics that we had written down. So what we've got here is we've got Stockade Brewing Company. Does that um, mean that we're splitting it in two episodes again? No, we'll release no, it you just you've just destroyed the magic of podcasting where we can just finish this oh, episode right. off and start a new one and oh, nobody for, nobody for, knows the difference. Forget about you, what I said then. Until you say <laughs> split it in two. No, no, it's all good. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, this is from Stockade. I'm pretty sure Stockade's from Vic. I probably should have written that down before I did it. Anyway, they're Australian. Um, I like a lot of their stuff. I've met the guys before. Uh, Shout out to them. Um, This is their Berliner Weiss. It's a plum sour. It's a sour mashed beer. Um, So so (laughs) I think that was Chris's approval. Um, It's a sour mash, which means... um, they mash in at a lower temperature, so blend the grain and water together, uh, and then actually let the natural enzyme, uh, natural bacteria on the outside of the grains or more added grain uh, actually sour the product, and then they'll, they'll run the, uh, the wort off after that. Uh, most sour mashes aren't then boiled. They usually just run straight to a fermenter. I think and, I think next episode, I'm going to ask you to explain the basics of brewing a beer because you keep referring to terms... That you haven't defined like wort, and you've explained Mash. to me what that means. But you know, you, 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 there's no frame of reference. There's no baseline for a bog standard shitty filtered beer um, to which you can compare. Maybe you and me might do a five minute uh, cut at some stage um, to go separate to the episodes. I will just inconveniently no. uh, splice it into the next episode. I think, <laughs> I think into the middle. Yeah, there's sure. some interesting shit in there, but this, so they, they this say stockade, stockade plum sour. Really uh, good. They say uh, shitload of plums is their actual uh, term on the back of the bottle. <laughs> so that's uh, very, very much approved of by us. Um, you guys, it's a very have tried? light beer. You have that vice sort of, sort of German style to it, but yeah. then it's just kind of. It isn't like a hectic cherry sour. That's oh, sorry, not cherry, nice. uh, plum sour. It's just kind of like an aftertaste. It's quite nice. Well, the reason why I chose this one now, and as Pete mentioned before, uh, palate cleanser after the uh, yeah. the coconut beer, it's 3.5%. Um, nice wow. and light. It, nice and light. Beautiful palate cleanser. It's beautiful and clean for a sour beer. I know that mm, might it sound is very clean. Con- contradictory. But uh, it's beautiful and clean, uh, really, light. really good, super light, beautiful, nice light color. You get a little bit of that plum character. Um, it definitely, it definitely adds to the nice rounding out of the, the beer itself. So traditional Blinnerweisses were um, made. Uh, they're a sour beer, and what they would do would be um, add a syrup to it, and the syrup would then add more sugar to it at the tap. And then that would uh, that would round out the sourness. So the, right. the sugar would the sugar would balance out the sourness. As we obviously you can't do that when you're selling a product out into the market. So you've got to have something there that rounds it out. That's why you'll find most Berliner Weisses have some form of fruit in them. Okay. There's a, there's an extra added an added level to it. And what would be the most commonly known vice beer for someone going to? Oh, there wouldn't be. Oh they're they're just God. they're they're just. Um, you're talking a German beer where like. Then, yeah, but I mean, if you went to the Bavarian Beer Cafe, you'd you wouldn't probably... get one. You really? wouldn't get one. Okay. No, no, you wouldn't get one. They're not. They're not commonly made. Um, well, I'll just shove my head back up my ass. Ninety percent <laughs> of the ones that would be made or sold in this country would be um, like hybrids and stuff. Well, but they, but they would be one-offs. 
Yeah. I don't know anybody who has one, has a Blinovice in their core range. They're, they're one-offs. They didn't do plum sours, raspberries. Doctor's Orders did his um, cephalopod, which had the squid ink in it. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then it, the, the gabs last year. I'm very keen to try that. He had his uh, very cool. mutagenic cephalopod. Mutagenic cephalopod. Um, and he's also done with uh, one with um, rhubarb in it as well, the year after he did the, uh, the squid ink one. But yeah, stockade plum sour, really good. It's good. Apparently, uh, on the, on the label as well, it's uh, they've got little icons for what potentially I'd assume you drink this with. Uh, this yeah, goes, it's actually a um, it's a really a, good label. All right, this goes well with snapper, <laughs> salad, fries, and cheesecake. <laughs> So, that so makes, now you've you know got what, a three-course meal with you know a beer. What, that makes absolute perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, the whole way through, because you would use that that dry sourness to cut through yeah. a cheesecake, all that really richness of a cheesecake. Or Just, to get the salt, to neutralize the salt. And you would use it with fish and white meats to complement those flavors, um, to, to go with uh, the, the saltiness of the actual meat of the fish itself. Salad, it's nice and clean, so it would just go with a salad there. I, I wouldn't it's almost made... like a white wine in a beer. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That, I, uh, I know that it, sounds strange. No, 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 no. It's, it's, a, it's a good... Quite a it's, dry Chardonnay. Yeah, and it's, they're, they're also more... A lot of um, people like them if they like cider. Yeah. yeah. The, the sour beers, because it's more, it's more the side of cider, cider side of things. Rather than the beer side of things, yeah. So that's that's why a lot of side people, of side of things. It's the side of side of I things. Yes, a little bit of a tongue twister there. But uh, <laughs> should we be rounding this out now? Yeah. Uh, okay. Where do you find us, Chris? Do you want to do social medias and that? You can find us on Facebook uh, by searching Bounty Hunter Brewing, uh, Instagram Bounty Hunter Brewing. Company? Are we company on Instagram? No, just Bounty Hunter Brewing. Bounty Hunter Brewing on Instagram as well. Our website, www.bountyhunterbrewing.com.au as well as the podcasting site, which is the same, forward slash BH Banter. Or just search for us as Bounty Hunter Banter on iTunes. And on iTunes as well. Yes. Very mm. good. Very good. Uh, currently, the solo contract, our XBA is on uh, as of today, which is the 4th of March, uh, is on at the Pump House, Darling Harbour, Sydney. Uh, start looking for us in South Australia and Queensland as of probably mid-March. Uh, the, the war rig and the solo contract will be making their way there. And the uh, electrochemical particle accelerator, our blood orange grapefruit IPA, will be mostly available in Queensland around Easter. Uh, so look for that then. But Easter long weekend. Yeah. Easter long weekend. Yeah, so where I sort, mistakenly of, sort of. Sorry, go ahead. Early, early mid April, something like that. Thirteenth, fourteenth of April, yeah, something 14th, like that. Fourteenth, I think it is. Yeah, something where like I that. I mistakenly said we'll be recording our third podcast episode from queensland but we say clearly third, we it won't. could be fourth or it fifth. could be fourth or fifth a, it will yeah, be a episode knows. um <laughs> who knows what number it will be so have you have you started speaking to anyone about um interviews for the podcast oh i'll just call them on yeah. the way let's yep. do that so yep. we'll be doing some interviews and integrating them into the podcast we'll probably record live from the hotel yeah. while we're up there old old school drop-ins man yeah yeah, not a problem. I'll give a shout out to the uh, the brewers while we're up there, and uh, we'll have a chat to them then. Uh, there's plenty of great breweries up there, so yeah. it, it won't be hard. And we'll do a trip up there, um, and uh, we might meet some people on the way up. 
Yeah, yeah well, no, that's what I mean. I want to go in and talk to Stone and Woods Brewers, and and yeah, there's quite a few on the East Coast actually on the way up. Yeah, that'd be worth talking to. Uh, it'd be good fun. Yep, we'll shout out to them. Thanks, guys. Thanks cool. for listening. Uh, really appreciate it. Thanks for the support. Uh, hit us up if you want good questions. If you want us to talk about anything, if you want us to try a particular beer, just give us a yell. Well, just on that, um, BH Banter at bountyhunterbrewing.com.au is our email address for anything podcast specific so if you've got anything you want us to talk about or you got any questions about the show um, hit us hit up us on up. email yeah cool bananas thanks cheers See guys bye bye